Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Mega Strange. It's Saturday at noon, and you know what that means. Because legend says that every Saturday, Johnny and Derek are going to be hosting a brand new episode for you. Johnny, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I got my new Danhausen shirt on. Shouts out to our good friend Danhausen and shouts out to Cryptid Crate, our sponsor. Go check out Cryptid Crate. If you love cryptids, you're going to love to see what they're shipping out to you and use the discount code MEGASTRANGE. Today, we are talking about alternate realities, alternate reality theories. You know what they say, it's all relative. Yeah. It's all in your head. You can believe whatever you want. Exactly. My reality is my reality, and your reality is your reality. Um, Up is down. You know, for me, the sky could be it's green. Falling. Could oh. be green. Did you ever hear that? What? You ever heard this oh, theory that we all perceive color differently that we might perceive color differently. We have no way of knowing. I, like I, I know when I say the color blue, you think of a color blue, but you might be thinking of a color that to me is labeled red. You know what I mean? I, I always assumed it was true because uh, we all kind of have different favorite colors. And uh, as I got older, I was like, oh, maybe there's a difference between like, you know, gender you know some you know certain genders like certain colors whoa 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 don't get political on me johnny the just two kidding. genders uh <laughs> no i'm kidding uh but then i realized that's just a construct and our society pushes the pinks you are already getting too out like <laughs> mind-boggling for me and we're only Sorry. like what two minutes into the episode the blues hey Today, we are going to boggle your mind. We're going to do more than boggle your mind. We're going to crack your skull wide open, get in there with a big old spatula, stir it up, flip it over, turn the heaters up on high, slap it back shut, and then push you back out into the world. You're going to be all jittery and frazzled. Like, what did those mega strange guys say to me today? Um, like, I don't know if I could perceive reality the same way after listening to that podcast. I'm, there's, it's going to uh, smash cut to me cooking an egg. And I'm gonna be like, this is your brain. And then I'm gonna smash the fuck out of the egg and be like, this is your brain on Mega Strange. Heck yeah. Uh, we are talking about mind boggling stuff. Yeah. Um, today is one of those days where when I was doing research, I would just have to pause and like lay on a bed and just try to like wrap my head around the stuff I was reading. Like I couldn't visualize it you know i'm a pretty visual person but i was reading some things where just like the way the universe was arranged i was like i can't process this this is making my head hurt yeah mine was making my head hurt too uh just how plausible everything was nice uh when i was doing my research <laughs> luckily at the end of the day mine did not seem too plausible but i did find a fantastic story straight out of the archives mm. of strange history that I think our viewers are going to love. And I think you're going to love it too. Okay. It's a conspiracy theory about an alternate form of reality that we might be living in that we don't know about. But the best part of this story is it involves an American admiral, a national hero and explorer who basically in this story is presented as a modern day Indiana Jones. Okay. Conspiracy theorists believe, um, well, it's the story of hollow earth and it involves Nazis and UFOs and mm. Admiral Richard bird going on the hunt for a secret base in Antarctica and finding some things he wasn't prepared to find. I can't wait to share that story with you, but you're going to start us off with something a little bit more modern. 
Yeah. Simulation theory. Simulation theory. Uh, you know, this may be a topic that you and your bros uh, talk about after uh, passing the joint. I don't have any bros. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, everything I kind of, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about something before I even get into simulation theory. Okay. Uh, I, I listened to this TED talk a while back uh, talking about how humans kind of come up with these three things to kind of cope with dying. Yeah. And one was like, you know, the existence of, you know, a god or or kind of like a a deity like that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. The the idea that we will live to a point where death is no longer a thing. Okay. And so, like some type of scientist will come out and like save us. All right. So immortality. I don't remember, I don't remember what the third one was. But, <laughs> oh, you got me all hyped. Uh, but essentially like humans, we, we kind of like go through the stages of grief with ourselves over the fact that we know we're going to die. So we kind of like... We'll try to distract ourselves like, oh, no, God has a, a place for me in heaven. Do you know uh, some the, scientists um, might build a fucking cyber body for me to live in? Do you know the stages of grief off the top of your head? No. Like, Why I know don't the last you guess? Is, uh, First of all, do you know how many there are? Seven. Okay, seven. And let's try to guess what they are. Uh, One's like, I think, denial? First is the state of denial. I... Can't believe I, the person did not die. Yeah, they're not dead. They're just sleeping. Uh, uh, fuck. I, I know one is like uh bargaining. Number two, bargaining. I, All I, right. I if they two. are dead, <laughs> then at least I get to inherit their house. Uh, I I literally don't know the rest. Of Come on. <laughs> is it four stages of grief? It might be four. You have another one. Uh, I know the final one is acceptance. Acceptance. Yep. They're dead. Uh, I don't know the in between. <laughs> That's okay. There's five. There's five. Okay. And you got three out of five, actually. Okay, that's not bad. Um, what did you forget? Uh, depression. You oh, forgot depression. I mean. Which comes before acceptance. That's fucking, that's, that's uh, fucking. And, and uh, you forgot anger, which oh. comes uh, after denial. I deal with those on a regular basis. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Why do I know this? <laughs> Don't ask. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyways. Um, anyway, simulation theory. I'll get to it. We'll, we'll, we'll stop uh, bringing everyone down here. Um, so generally simulation theory is this belief that, um, our existence isn't real and we're in a, uh, artificial simulation. Uh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Like a, like a computer simulation. I think I heard Similar to like the matrix for me. I'm pretty sure it was Elon Musk who was mm -hmm. the first person to talk about this that I remember bringing it to my attention. Yeah. I have, I have some quotes from him in here. I have, I think I have quotes from, uh, Every hated scientist ever. Nice. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Basically, what I remember he said was like, video games have only been around for like 30 years, and look how advanced the graphics are already. Yeah. So imagine how advanced the graphics would be in 100, 500, or 1,000 years. It might become so advanced you wouldn't even know you were playing a video game. Da-da-da-da! Simulation theory. Yeah, I have that exact quote on here somewhere. Cool. Um, That's, all, that's literally all I know about it. So kind of an idea to support this theory it's like like you said uh in just a few decades innovators have developed devices and uh uh with the capacity to learn and mimic uh many basic characteristics of human intelligence if computing power continues to increase along at the existing trajectory it's possible that we could live in a in a, a, a future society where we could create like a simulation of a past society yeah um so, you know, 
a lot of scientists like to debate this. There's kind of one main philosopher that uh, kind of came up with this theory. But uh, I have, you know, everyone's favorite scientist here, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, Neil Big Ass Tyson. Exactly. Um, he states that he thinks, like, he's a fucking buzzkill on everything. Well, yeah. But what did he have to say? But he, he believes that uh, our universe being simulated is a, like a 50-50 chance. Well, if he says it's 50-50, then let's toss the coin. Exactly. Because so, uh, those are good odds. That's some big odds for Neil deGrasse Tyson, who who loves to uh, poke holes in every uh, kind of sci-fi rhetoric. One of the more interesting things that I've heard in regards to simulation theory is that our past is a part of that simulation. Mm. Like the medieval ages didn't happen. Yeah. Like, that's just the backstory that was programmed into our simulation. I'm going to give you some trippier shit later down the line here. That's going to, like, uh, well, freak you out. Give me the trippy shit right now. Well, I want like, to build up to it. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost I'm, there. I'm, I'm ready almost to, there. I'm ready to trip, dog. Uh, so Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of, like, he said he believes it's 50-50 chance because uh, in our society, in, 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 in our modern civilization, there's already kind of a intelligence gap between, like, chimpanzees and humans despite uh, our 98% DNA overlap. Wait a second. You're confusing me already. So the fact that we're smarter than chimps is evidence that we could be in a simulation. So that's evidence that there could be some type of uh, civilization that's even smarter than us that we don't know. And, oh, and because... we're in their, in their uh, simulation. All right. So pause. Yeah. Real quick. What you're saying is that because we are 98% similar to chimps, yet so vastly more intelligent than chimps, yeah. that they, that presumably they're, we they're, could be the middle stage. Yes. There could be another race exactly. that is just 2% different from us that is so vastly more intelligent than us, similar to us putting chimps in a zoo, mm -hmm. they have put us in a zoo. Exactly. But because we are so smart, our zoo is a mental zoo. Yeah. It is a simulation <laughs> to keep us locked up. It's a brain cage. Uh, interesting. So option number one, we were put in this simulation by an advanced race outside of ourselves. Yes. And we are enslaved. Kind of like the Matrix. Exactly. The machines, dude. Okay. Continue. Um, and yeah, to further kind of uh, support this theory, he kind of stated that um, the, the you know, our, our modern world kind of, you know, in, when you're playing video games, there's, you know, walls to what you can actually do. Yeah, um, invisible walls. So they were like a Rules and parameters. They're trying to like figure out what in our society could kind of uh, be those parameters. Oh. And, and a lot of people were kind of thinking like, okay, so, you know, the simulation might just uh, be focused on the demand of what it needs, like what we're perceiving in the moment, as opposed to just simulating 24 seven. And uh, they were saying like, maybe that's why we can't travel faster than the speed of light. Um, maybe okay. that's a parameter set for humans to, so we can't like burst out of the simulation or something like that. Can't travel faster than the speed of light. Interesting. Uh, let me propose some other things. Mm. They also say that there could be like a firmament, like out in space, this shell, like space actually isn't infinite. It yeah. just like appears to be. It's almost like you're looking into a mirror. The mirror goes infinitely deep, but you actually can't. That's only visually because you hit a 
you know, the surface of the mirror won't let you go any further. They, they say space is always expanding, right? Yeah. Maybe that's like the simulation kind of calculating beyond. Can I tell you a really nerdy thing? Yeah. One time I had an idea for a science fiction story about how space travelers would go so far into space, the space would start to get thick. Okay. And like if you went too deep into space, your ship like would just get stuck in it. And you just get like frozen in space. <laughs> and it was like this imperceptible thing. Like science couldn't explain why if you went too far away, empty space would just start to kind of like stop you from going any further. But maybe it's like that in real life. Who knows? Maybe I just came up Invisible with a whole wall. new groundbreaking scientific concept. They say like going through a, bl- a the, black hole is kind of similar. The Derek barrier. <laughs> uh, they say words. going through a black hole, like I think... There's no light or anything refraction. So they say if you go through a black hole, you just see like the person stop. Yeah. They'll just be there exactly. forever. By the way, everybody, that's going to be the last time I share some of my speculative science fiction <laughs> <laughs> story nubs. We're going to stick to actual researched stories on this show. Um, here, let me hit you with a quote. Okay. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, uh, the games will be indistinguishable from reality... Um, or our civilization civilization will end. Uh, one of those two things will occur. So what are you saying? So uh, that's Elon Musk on the the Joe Rogan experience when he was smoking the. Okay, yeah. Rewind that for me. All right. So Elon Musk just ripped a fatty, yeah. boom blatty off the blunt so, <laughs> and he's a stony baloney yeah. speculating about how this is all just GTA 10 or whatever. And what does he say again? If you assume any rate of improvement <gasps> at all. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, Joe, let me tell you. <laughs> then games will be indistinguishable from reality. Then the video games will be indistinguishable from reality. Or, on the other hand, our civilization will end. Or, this is the trippy part, Joe. Our civilization will end. Wait, I don't understand that. He's, I'll go into it a little bit more later, but he believes either we'll hit the simulation or or society will have some type of cataclysmic event. Oh, we'll make it to the simulation. So simula- basically uh, simul- what he is. What, so what he is saying simulation. Should I do it back in the um, if you want to <laughs> the voice? I feel like I'm fucking I feel like I ripped a fatty. He's like, uh, society is on a trajectory where it is inevitable, bro. Yeah. We're already making video games. Why would we ever stop? Exactly. Why would we stop improving them unless all of society got wiped out? So he's basically saying it's an it's an inevitability. And then he's going on to say not only is it an inevitability, but it's already happened. Yes. And we've put ourselves here. Exactly. And that is option number two. We are not in a simulation. We weren't put here enslaved by another race. Mm. We chose to put ourselves here as a form of escapism. Now I'm going to get into the trippy shit. I'm going to get All right, the real meat. We finally arrived. Now that Elon has lit it up, <laughs> we're going to get trippy. Go so ahead. this theory is kind of been spearheaded by a philosopher named uh, Nick Bostrom. Okay. Bostromism. Um, so in 2003, Bostrom suggested that advanced civilizations with massive computing power uh, might decide to run a simulation of their ancestors, um, which is would be us. Oh, God. Um. And given the sophistication of the technology, uh, we wouldn't know that we are nothing more than a computer program. 
that one is the most depressing to me because I, at any moment in my life, can just feel the crushing boredom and just think like, this is what you wanted to find out, huh? Yeah, exactly. No, it, it, this, like this I said, is what you were wondering the, about. You're going through the stages of grief right now. <laughs> um, no, this is what I'm saying. I, I was reading this shit. I'm like, I mean, I was easily finding a lot of scientists disproving these, but like it's 50 50. Exactly. If you really think about it, I'm like, it's plausible. It's very plausible, but there's more to Bostrom stuff. Okay. He assumes this is where Elon Musk got all stuff from. It's it's from Bostrom's, uh, uh, you know, theory. But he said he believes one of three things will happen to civilization as a whole. Yeah. One, what? Uh, there's a ceiling to humanity, and we will go extinct before simul- simul- the, the, the simulation is a possibility. I like how that's number one. Yes, yeah. probably most likely we're gonna wipe ourselves out. I mean, the current climate. It, it's <laughs> Johnny. Don't get political. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's strike two. You get political three times on this show. We're gonna have a public execution. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second, his second statement here was, uh, humans choose not to run the simulation. Sim- why am I having a hard time saying simulation? It's early. It is early. It's a uh, Saturday at noon. Look uh, how little coffee you've had. Yeah, that's true. Humans choose not to run the simulation, uh, due to it being, uh, unethical, unethical. That's not, that is not ever going to happen uh, because when has something being unethical ever stopped humans? But ever. ever yeah. Ever. Think about like <laughs> if we could drop a nuke on ourselves, we're going to put ourselves in a simulation. Yeah. Give me a break. He stated like, think about the, all the pain and suffering we endure as a species. Uh-huh. Uh, it would be kind of fucked to, you know, willingly uh, uh, create like uh, artificial intelligence and then put it through those, you know, uh, uh, that type of existence. But wow, this guy is really high and mighty. Yeah, I mean, I kind of put my my spin on it there, <laughs> so I might be high and mighty. Well, um, how do you feel about that? Here's let me ask you point blank. I want Johnny's ethics. Do you feel OK creating an artificial intelligence only to if only to put it into this world, knowing that it's probably going to have it's going yeah. to have to deal with uh, the crappiness of life? I, I don't think it's unethical if we don't know otherwise. Like if, if this is the only existence we know, then I think it's fine. Um, uh, you know, in this theory, they're, they're kind of sta- like. I thought you put on silent. I thought I did too. <laughs> uh, that. I don't think they heard that. My phone just. Oh, changed. shit. That this this kind of new like advanced civilization is trying to understand the past. And if if you told me like, hey, we have a simulation of fucking like caveman times, I would love that. Like it it would give us so much insight into like what not to do, what to do. And, 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 you know, kind of seeing the past play out. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate. They're like, all right, we have a simulation of caveman times. Do you want, you want to check it out? Yeah. All right. You say, yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And they open up this magical, I don't know how they display this simulation to you. It's a magical box. I would, on a computer screen. Okay, it's yeah. a magical computer screen. And you're watching it, and it looks 100% real. Yeah. It looks like a window into caveman times. And these guys are like brutally murdering each other yeah. and fighting. And you're seeing literally the most heinous side of humanity. Like they're killing each other with like sticks and stones and like 
you ask the person who's running the computer, you're like, that looks really real. And he looks to you, goes, it is real. Yeah. To them, they feel all of that. And then he asks you, you want to keep running the simulation? Yeah. What's your answer? The show devs. Yeah. Does like that to a T. Really? Uh, this dude like, so that's kind of, it just explores the conundrum of simulation theory, the ethics of it. Yeah. Th- they take this dude into the, this back room and he's like, Hey, we have a sim like, this is a perfect like algorithm that can, uh, simulate the, the past. And he's like, cool. And they're like, it also can show the future. Cause it's so one-to-one and then they're like, Oh, they're like, I have heard of that. They're like, yeah. fuck no. And then he like turns it up like a minute before and he's like, that's not real. And it's like doing exactly what he's doing. It's like, holy shit. Um, that show's awesome. Check that out, devs. Nice pivot. You don't have to answer the question, but hey, oh, what, sorry, leave, what was it, the question? leave your answer in the chat. Would you leave, w- given the situation I just presented Johnny, do you keep running the situ- uh, simulation or do you turn it off? I'd continue it to see where it goes. I'm also kind of okay, you continue morbidly to, curious. You continue to see where it goes, yeah. but it's a lot of violence and a lot of like heinous stuff. I mean... This is the ethical conundrum. That that's what I know about. of cavemans. I would be like, oh, or cavemen. Like, I would be like, okay, they're kind of just doing what they did. Yeah. So what's the point of the simulation? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're melting my brain. Yeah. All right. Let's um, move on. Let's okay. move on. So leave th- your answer in the chat. Number three. Or in the comment section. <laughs> number three. Uh, we live in a simulation. Uh, if computer power, uh, computing power continues, it's trend at some point we'd be able to simulate hum- uh, the, the human brain synapses. Um, and Bostrom thinks that there's a 20% chance that number three is the truth. What was number three again? <laughs> what? Uh, we live in a simula- uh, simulation. Okay. Uh, if computing power continues, it's trend at some point we'd be able to simulate human, be- uh, human brain synapses. That's it. And he thinks that's the most likely. Yeah. So what? Of course, Bostrom. Hello. Why'd you start with humanity wipes itself out or this is unethical? But number three, most likely it already happened and we're in here. He's, he just said 20 percent. That's like, one in five. Yeah. Um, it's kind of all right. One in five. I'll take it. Hey, you tell me one in five. Uh, I walk into a casino and they're like one in five chance. You're going to be a millionaire. Yeah, I'm excited. Exactly. I'm like stoked. I'm thinking that's good odds. So you may be asking me, what about computing power? Like. How, how, like, what is... You read my mind. Yeah, what, how is this able to occur? How did you know? Uh, you know, we, we know our current uh, state is like a fucking thunderstorm could turn our computers off. Like, what the fuck, you know, is how is it running a simulation uh, and not fucking, like, oh, shut I, down I'm occasionally? I'm not worried about that, yeah. No, um, the future, the power sources in the future? So... Unfathomable. Bostrom thinks humanity would eventually create self replicating robots um so robots that um can reproduce have sex and reproduce yeah or just build themselves and Um, probably more like yeah they don't have sex come on what's wrong with me (laughs) uh and then we 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 send these robots to a different planet and they're able to just reproduce on this planet and convert this whole planet into a giant kind of like supercomputer uh that just starts making a simulation of, okay. of, of an ancient civilization just to monitor. But this one simulation starts creating its own simulation. Like if we got advanced and started making our own simulation, a simulation. I like how Bostrom claims to be a scientist, but he's really just a fledgling he's, science, he's science a, fiction author. He's a author. philosopher. <laughs> philosopher, uh, novelist, same thing. 
So uh, the simulation that is a, a, like initially created gets so advanced it creates its own sim simul Jesus Christ I can't say the, the fucking word today. Um, so they start creating their own, and then you know that uh, simulation starts creating its own simul simulation. It's fucking Christ. I don't know why you're punishing yourself. <laughs> I need to say the word. You're, to, you're talking about simulations within simulations. Yeah. And the one word you can't say is simulation. Simulation. It's all right. I get it. Um, I, I know what you're saying. And I think everybody out there is following along too. robots. AI, they created the simulation. And then that simulation created robots with AI that created their own simulation and so on and so on and so on. And somewhere along the way, we got farted out and we don't even know it. Because we're so deep into the well, rabbit hole. Not even that. It's just like oh, they're all wrong indistinguishable now. from each other. So like we could just be one of said uh, simulations in, in the batch. You know why I'm starting to get bored with Mr. Bostrom mm -hmm. is because his theories just wrap around to being non-simulation related theories because the same thing could just be said about reality. We could be one of many realities happening at the same time, uh, you know, all compiled on top of each other. And as much as I do love the idea of simulation theory mm. and I love all the research you've done, I feel like this guy gets too, a little too lost in the sauce. Bostrom. That's what I have to say. Anyway. I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing uh, his, his sentiment. I'm sure he go like, I think he wrote a book on this. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of just like uh, took bits and pieces of what I. Uh, yeah. And I hope surmised. he never sees this podcast because I'm sure Bostrom is a lot smarter than I am. Uh, so there is that. What do you think, Johnny? What's your, I like that. I like this whole concept of like, cause I, I mean, we're pretty close to creating AI and, and robots. I, I think it would just be like, it, it would be do, pretty easy to create self-replicating robots. Yeah. Um, which would be cool. But do you think we're in a simulation? That's the bottom line. That's the $1 million question. If you really think about how, like, our Earth, you know, so many things could have gone wrong in the formation of Earth and, and it being, you know, the, the proper uh, space away from the sun to uh, create life. It, it's... Why are you laughing? I'm just, just following along here. I, I just... I'm, I'm appreciating the thoughtfulness. Um, I'm just saying it's, like, it's pretty, like... You know, like the, it's like zero point zero 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 like percent chance of like a you know a a planet being able to have life on it. Uh, I think it's just very like wrapped up in a bow. You know how perfect it our our existence Let is me, on Earth. Okay, but do you think we're in a simulation? <laughs> so I what I'm I was getting to is that like I think yes because everything is just so perfect in the way it's set up. Like it's it, it you know recreating like from like a random, you know, number numbers, like uh, having like a planet exist close to a sun to like create life. I think that is, you know, could easily be like, that's a simulation because like, it's just so perfect. Like if I was going to create a simulation, I would want it to be that perfect. Like if I was playing like fucking earth simulator, I'd be like, all right, have the sun be here. So that creates, you know, uh, enough uh, sunlight for like daytime and like all that, all that jazz. Um, am I making sense or am I going off the rails here? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll leave that for our audience to decide. <laughs> okay. I myself 
don't think we're in a simulation. Okay. And I don't. But that's just me. Um, more on that later. Do you want to hear about my um, reality theories? Sure. Wait, didn't you say you had like... Wait, you have videos of 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 simulation theory. Glitches in the Matrix, right? I've, I've glitches in the Matrix. Okay, so we'll return to this conversation then at the end of this episode. And we'll look at some of these videos, video evidence that maybe simulation theory is in fact happening. But before we get to that, I want you to take a break, sit back, and okay. listen. Just listen to the story that I'm going to regale you with, okay? Mm. First of all, Johnny, let me show you this. Can we go to the close-up camera? I don't know. Where, where do I go? See here? you. No, it's out of focus. How does it always get out of focus? I don't know. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm going to focus it. Will you? Okay. Uh, yeah, will you hold the picture up forward? Come on, baby. There we go. You know what you're looking at here? That's the inside of our moon. Ooh. Now, I don't know who took this photo or how they got such detailed schematics, but this is pretty much what people believe to be the hollow moon hypothesis. Let me go back to the main here. Uh, the hollow moon or spaceship moon hypothesis proposes that the Earth's moon is either entirely hollow or otherwise contains... Substantial interior space. Now, I would like to make it clear that no scientific evidence exists to support this idea. However, there are a lot of incidents, incidences. That's my word. That's hard to say for today. Simulation. That if <laughs> you're getting Simulation. better, you get better with practice. Incidences. I can't say cinnamon sometimes too. Uh, Similar starts well that's going to be a problem when we have our episode about cinnabon oh no i can say cinnabon well great cinnamon is fuck <laughs> am i boring you with hollow earth no you i'm just mad at myself talking about cinnamon <laughs> why are you mad at yourself i just feel like i didn't do that well oh come on we're not going to get into this okay. on camera you did great johnny everybody at home loved it and they learned something about simulation theory yeah you're just you're just thinking you're in the simulation right now. Yeah, I am. That's I'm what's in happening. The fucking fetus farms <laughs> from the Matrix. <laughs> All right, there is no scientific evidence to support um, conclusively that the moon is hollow. But check this out: between 1969 and 1977, um, the Apollo missions recorded moon quakes, earthquakes on the moon, and they described the moon. Um, after those earthquakes as ringing like a bell for like a period of time. Okay. That these earthquakes caused the moon to like, like reverberate with noise. Mm. And it gave um, rise to this idea that the moon might be hollow. And that's why certain people think that the moon is actually like a massive spaceship put there by aliens. But... Because of this, NASA did an experiment that I thought was freaking awesome. Mm. On November 20th, 1969, the Apollo 12 deliberately crashed into the moon. They crashed their ascent stage of its lunar module onto the moon's surface. 
And check this out. NASA reported that the moon, quote, rang like a bell for almost an hour, leading to arguments that it must be hollow. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't believe this. You, you don't think this actually happened? No. Well, this is uh, this is what it says on Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> How how dare you undercut my research live on camera? Sorry. This happened, dude. It rang like a bell? Yeah, it's hard to believe. Shit. This is why it was so amazing. It's like a little cat toy. It rang like a bell. It sounds wild, but we're talking about um, celestial bodies. Mm. I mean, these are scientists. They don't know why it rang like a bell. Yeah. I started this story by saying there is no scientific evidence that says the moon is hollow. Yeah. But they don't know why it made this sound. Actually, they might know why. Lunar seismology experts have since shown that, you know, uh, the, the, the moon quakes as they're come to know, be known act differently from earthquakes on Earth. And due to the different textures and type of density in the planetary strata, the moon rings like a bell when you crash stuff into it. Okay. That's true. Shit. You, may, you had me questioning my own. I was like, did I pull this off of the wrong website? But, you know, sometimes I go to like uh, websites that were clearly written by a guy in his basement. Oh, yeah, me for, too. For my research. But this one is legit. That actually happened. Got this from fakemoonfacts.org. <laughs> fakemoonfacts.org. All right. If you own that site, give it to me. But, but look at this. It's not just that the moon is hollow. Uh-huh. Some people actually believe that the earth itself is hollow. Oh, damn. Hollow earth, baby. The hollow earth conspiracy theory. What I'm showing you now is a map from about 500 years ago that purportedly shows the location of the ancient city of Atvabar, <laughs> which is... A paradise, bro. I'm already, I'm already playing Elden Ring, dude. Proposed, uh, you know, <laughs> said to exist inside the planet. I'll keep this up for the camera here. I wanted to show it to you though. Yeah. Um. So when I started doing research about Hollow Earth, I went into it thinking it's absolutely bullshit. Ob mm -hmm. Obviously, like I don't believe in like journey to the center of the Earth. Yeah. Uh, the Jules Verne story or Land of the Lost. You oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I started stumbling on some interesting things. First of all, I'll say it again. Modern science holds that the Earth is not hollow, that it's a series of unbroken layers of liquid magma and hot, dense um, iron and nickel. Um, but despite this, not everybody believes that, and some people still think it's hollow. There are stories going back to ancient history. Um and mythology about like the underworld. So even think about Hades. Greek mythology and yeah. Hades, there's an underworld. But I actually also found stories from all over the world. Like in India, they have stories of um, underworld. Kind of like this, Atvabar, the ancient like uh, city. Like it's this lost paradise. They talk about finding underground gardens. They talk about finding um, vast underground oceans and like long lost animals. <clears throat> this is from mythology all over the world. Okay. In Celtic mythology, there's this legend of a cave called Crouchan. Crouchan. And Crouchan is known as <laughs> That sounds like a fucking like uh like a internet like there's a thing called Crow and they they're like oh it's Crouchan. Crouchan. <laughs> 
Crowchan is known as Ireland's Gates to Hell. Fuck. It's a mythical and ancient cave, which, according to legend, was a passageway where strange creatures would emerge from the underworld and be seen on the surface of Earth. The cave Crouchan in Ireland. And there's these stories of medieval knights and saints who would go on pilgrimages to the cave, uh, which was located on Station Island in Northern Ireland. Um, And the myth says that the tunnels of the cave would lead to this land uh, of a subterranean country where these people, this like tribe lived Mm. called the Tutha de Danan. This tribe is said to be this ancient group of gods who brought Druidism to Ireland. The fucking Druids, dude. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. And apparently this is where like the pre-Christian mythology from Ireland comes from. And Christian monks later showed up and rewrote the stories of this underground tribe and made it so that the, the stories were about this ancient royal family that had supernatural powers. But needless to say, this all originates from this subterranean country where the gods live. This is like across all cultures. Yeah. The gods live in this subterranean country inside the earth. This is an ancient, ancient legend. Sorry, I keep getting distracted by this map. Yeah, let's talk about the map. Because dude. I don't know, it's just cracking me up. It just says like it's like all these continents is like yeah, New York's right here. Yeah, so there's a modern <laughs> map. Should I go back to show people sure. here? Uh, Why New York? There's So there's a modern map here. Let me show it to everybody. And basically what the belief about hollow Earth is, is that there's two massive holes on planet Earth, oh. one at the North Pole and one at the South Pole. And they le- they're so big that you can pass through them without realizing it. Yeah. They're that big. Okay. You don't realize you're passing through a hole into the earth. You think you're just going over the horizon. That's how big the hole is. Fucking massive. (laughs) Fucking massive. Fucking massive. And like these mountains correspond. So there's like on the interior or it's over here on the interior of Mexico is like a giant interior mountain range. And other maps even say that the mountains are bigger on the inside than Mm. they are on the outside. Um... Over here on Australia, around here, I saw another map that showed how, like, the nuclear blasts of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like, disrupted the interior world. Down here on the South Pole, in another map, there's, um, it's marked off that there's a place called Rainbow City. Okay. Rainbow City on the South Pole. And then Atavabar is, like, up here towards the North Pole. I like there's just a place called Swang. Oh, people believe that there's an interior sun. There's a sun inside the core of the earth. And that's where um, the people who live in this place get their light and energy from. In, in, <laughs> There's an interior. Sun. But but really, Johnny, let me uh, let me ask you something. Yeah. If simulation theory is oh, wait, real. Back to the. Main. Oh, sorry. You're right. If simulation theory is real. Yeah. Why couldn't there be an interior sun inside the earth? Isn't the sun bigger than the earth? A smaller one, oh. a small, a small sun. <laughs> they wouldn't get burnt to a crisp. <laughs> this little small sun. That's hilarious. So that's the like this. Oh, is, is Swang the sun? It might be. It might be. Yo, this is an ancient map, but swinging. there's there's more modern maps that like redesign this and have like modern cities on here yeah. and stuff. But 
So this is kind of the holy grail that hollow earth theorists have been looking for, like an entrance to this promised land. Now, I came across this story of an American explorer named Richard Byrd, Admiral Richard Byrd, and some people say he found the hole that leads to this place mm -hmm. in the north, in the South Pole. Um, why was he there? Because during World War II, I'm going to say the, the key word here, supposedly. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is an unconfirmed story, conspiracy theory. Uh, I dug this up from deep within the internet. Um, but this is what Both this forums. Yeah, this is this is how it goes. This is flat earther. I don't know shit. where I dug this story out. This is some this is some uh, deep buried internet stuff. <laughs> but this is the story. Okay, mm. during World War II, the Nazis were carrying out strange experiments, number of different strange experiments with alleged technologies that were unknown to the rest of the world. They were trying to. They were dabbling with the occult. And they actually, the Nazis did invent rockets and rocketry and space travel. Uh -huh. um, so they were like experimenting with new technologies, all kinds of crazy stuff, advanced technology, ancient technology. They were searching the planet for mythical artifacts and otherworldly tech, hoping to come across a supreme power that would allow them to conquer the entire world, as the story goes. There was an alleged covert operation that took place during the Nazi era um, because it was reported that the Nazis had established a secret military base in Antarctica, a base known as Base 211, Base 211. They had claimed a portion of Antarctica. This was in the 40s when it was still unexplored, mostly unexplored, and they had named it New Schwabenland, also known as uh, New Swabia. <laughs> New Swabia. <laughs> so the story goes. Swang. Um, and they explored it in great detail. And supposedly in Antarctica, they came across parts that had warm, fresh water and ice-free areas and vegetation um, where everything was supposed to be frozen. And geologists who were on this expedition said that the Germans had discovered vegetation that was present due to hot springs and other geothermal sources. This is like a legend. Okay, but something really happened. What I'm about to tell you next is 100% true, actually documented. It's something called Operation High Jump. Around this time in 1946 and 1947, Admiral Richard Byrd was an American explorer. He had already gone to the North Pole and was the first American to go to the North Pole. And now America was sending him to the South Pole as the leader of something called Operation High Jump. And he was there with an armada uh, provided by the U.S. Navy, and it was the largest naval armada ever sent to the South Pole. Mm -hmm. And this guy was in charge of it. People don't know what he was doing there, but this is what the, it had. They had a carrier, two seaplane carriers, two destroyers, two escort ships, two fueling ships, a submarine, 
Um, and 4,700 men. What were they doing down there? Pulling their pud. They may as well have been pulling their pud <laughs> because there is no explanation as to why that giant armada was sent to Antarctica. Officially, there's no explanation. Mm. The stories of the Nazi base 211, as far as I know, are urban legends. Mm. But there is no explanation why he was down there. And this was in the middle of World War II. So it might be plausible that he was actually down there searching for a base, a military base, by the Nazis. Following his expedition, um, Admiral Byrd gave this interview which, uh, with a newspaper in Chile called El Mercurio. And this interview he gave has since gone on to be infamous because conspiracy theorists have interpreted it as a warning where basically he says, after exploring the South Pole, my recommendation to the United States government is to be aware of um, aircrafts that can travel from the North Pole to the South Pole very quickly and could attack the United States at like a moment's notice. And basically they made it sound like he had discovered some sort of strange, unidentified flying aircraft while he was down there. Um, all of that is documented. That really happened. That really happened. Okay. But what did he find when he was down there? That is really um, has never been revealed to anybody, to the public. Like we know he went down there with a huge armada. We know he came back afterwards with a giant warning for the United States government. Like you might be attacked from the North Pole or the South Pole. And some people said that he had talked about um, flying saucers or something. All right. Now, the next thing I want to share with you, the next piece of evidence is... What some people claim to be a transcript of Richard Byrd's personal diary. Now, I'm going to say out the gate what I'm about to read this. This is bullshit. Okay. This is I don't know where this document came from, but I'm sharing it with you because this seems to be the basis of the entire hollow earth conspiracy. Whenever you find people online talking about it, that always comes back to the diary of Richard Byrd, the diary of Admiral Richard Byrd. He went down there and he wrote in his diary what he saw and it was covered up by the American government and they don't want you to know that what he saw. Well, I found the diary and I can read you the story okay. about what, what happened down there. Um, I won't read all of it, but I'm going to get, I'm going to jump to the interesting parts. Okay. So he's flying over the South Pole and at, a, at a 10 hundred hours, he reports in his log, we're crossing over a small mountain range, still proceeding to the Northwest. Beyond the mountain range is what appears to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center portion where there should be no green valley. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal here. We should be over ice and snow. Five minutes later. He reports, I'm at 1,400 feet and execute a sharp left to better examine the valley below. It is green with either moss or tight-knit grass. The light here seems different. I cannot see the sun anymore. Another left turn and we spot what seems to be a large animal below us. It appears to be an elephant. No, it looks more like a mammoth. This is incredible. 
Yet there it is. This is bullshit. 10, 10 30 <laughs> hours. Johnny, yeah. this is the basis of the entire hollow earth conspiracy theory is this document. It's clearly like fan fiction. I would like to keep reading. Okay. Johnny, this is, there are so many people who wrote who, this. It's unknown. <laughs> this it claims yeah. to be the secret diary of Admiral Richard Byrd. Yeah, written 2003. <laughs> It was published in like 2007. Yep, that's when it was written, dude. <laughs> but but okay, so he went there in the 40s and apparently this diary was written in 1956 and yeah. was discovered and published 50 years later. You can tell it, it was written recently because <laughs> of the, the the like the word choice. I know. It's I, like I, it's really modern. I feel like, the same it's way. It's like if a dude wrote, wrote in the 40s it would be written so different. It'd be like, "Yeah, see here." Yeah. All right, 10 Should I continue? Yeah, yeah. 10:30. Uh, encountering more rolling green hills now, the external temperature indicator reads 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Continuing on our heading, navigation instruments seem normal now. I'm puzzled over their actions. Uh, an hour later, countryside below is more level. Ahead, we spot what seems to be a city. This is impossible. Aircraft seems light and oddly buoyant. Controls refuse my response. My God, off our port and starboard wings are strange type of aircraft. They are closing rapidly alongside. They are disc-shaped and have a radiant quality to them. They are close enough now to see the markings on them. It is a type of swastika. This is fantastic. Where are we? It's not fantastic. What is that? I, I assume he uses fantastic in the sense of unbelievable. Okay. Not great. What has happened? I tug at the controls. Oh, thank God. The swastikas are here. <laughs> they will not respond. We're caught in an invisible vice grip. Five minutes later, and I'm not going to go on for too long. I'll stop when you want me to stop, but you have to hear this part. Our radio crackles and a voice comes through in English with what perhaps is a slight Nordic or German accent. The message is, and I'll do the accent. Oh. Welcome, Admiral, to our domain. (laughs) We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, Admiral. You're in good hands. Oh, thank God. Uh, I note the engines of our plane have stopped running. The aircraft is under some strange control and is now turning itself. The controls are useless. So what this document goes on to explain is he is escorted by these um, Nazi UFOs into a base where he is then met by uh, the race of people who live. Cyber Hitler. They live inside the hollow planet uh-huh. like this, the uh, ancient tribe. Yeah. He talks to somebody known as the master. And the master tells him that um, they have come to Earth uh, out of the core of the Earth because of the nuclear bombs. Okay. And they've been awoken by man's um, violence, and they have tried to come to stop man from self-destructing. It's the same story we always get. Like when aliens come up, it's always like, we've noticed you have entered the atomic age. We are here to give you a warning not to kill yourselves. It sounds like Hellboy. Yeah. Like a Hellboy comic. Richard Byrd was sent by the Masters back to his aircraft, and then he was sent out of the Nazi Hollow Earth Advanced Technology Base 211, uh, (laughs) where the story picks up back in reality, back in reality, because everything I just read you is the the conspiracy theory from deep within the internet. What's interesting with these stories is you will find... I found an episode of Ancient Aliens talking about this story. Oh. Talking about 
the Nazi UFOs, the hole in Antarctica, the meeting with the master. I found articles on medium.com and cameraobscura.com, and they all repeat this legend. But when I dug deep enough to actually find the source of the legend. Yeah, you found a forum post. It was clearly (laughs) creepypasta. And so many people, historians all over the place are reporting this as if it's some lost artifact of strange history. But they just won't read it. Amazing. I read it and it's like so clear. This was written by a 15 year old. Yeah, 100%. But it does pick up back in reality. Mm. Because let me uh, let me get back into my notes here. He did. He actually did do um, Operation High Jump. Yeah. And uh, he did afterwards return to Chile from his uh, um, expedition. And he gave this interview. And I have a picture of the interview here. I won't put a close up of it because it's all in Spanish or or Portuguese, you know, whatever the language is. (laughs) I'm not I'm not quite sure. But I have a translation of it. And he did say, basically, like, I do believe that um, the North Pole and the South Pole uh, can be flown over by aircrafts and that the United States should be aware that they are under the threat of attack from the North Pole and the South Pole. But because the newspaper was reported in a different language, when it was translated into English, Specifically, his quote about flying um, airplanes that could fly from one or both poles was mistranslated to be aircrafts that could travel from one pole to the other. I see. And that is where this conspiracy theory about the hollow earth and the UFOs from South America uh, was born from this mistranslation from this Chilean newspaper. Oh. Pretty wild story. Pretty fantastic story. Kind of has some Indiana Jones vibes. Yeah, like I said, the whole time I'm like, this is fucking Sky Captain in the world of tomorrow shit. Yeah. Um, Everybody who believes in the hollow earth theory basically believes that inside the earth somewhere is a lush tropical paradise that likely houses an advanced race of humans or aliens. Sometimes they're known as giants. They could be giants inside there. In most scenarios, they're like, um, we are the descendants of these people. And they like retain lost technology and generally are just an advanced peace loving tribe that is here to rescue us from our own self destruction. The hollow earth conspiracy theory. Oh, and by the way, it's a conspiracy theory because the United States government supposedly told Admiral Richard Byrd to not tell anybody about this, which is why he wrote it in his, Diary. Diary and why it remained unpublished for 50 till, years, Johnny. Until 2007. So there's an explanation why it didn't come out for 50 years. <laughs> What's funny about this? Yeah. This guy, Admiral Richard Byrd, he's known as the first person to go to the North Pole, but a lot of people think he lied about that. I can see that. In real life. So it, this whole conspiracy theory is built around a guy who probably lied about his accomplishments to the, begin with. The fact that he fled to Chile afterwards is kind of telling. He didn't flee. <laughs> oh, he okay. was coming back. He was okay. making his way back. Um, all right. So we've, we've gone on for a while here. We've talked about some crazy stories, but you said you had some glitches in the Matrix that yes. you could show us. Can I see the, the mouse? There you go. All right. First... Uh, is out the gate here. I just want to. I have a, a, a news story here. Okay. Who's that? These are two baseball players. 
What, they're they're two different guys. Would you say they're they're twins? They look similar. Yes. Well, would you believe me? Here, I'll give you the photo. Okay. Would you believe me that they both have the same exact name? What's their name? Brady Feigl. Brady Feigl. Wow. Yeah, so two guys, they look the exact same, and they have the same name. You think they were related, right? Yeah. Well, these guys were so confused why they had the same name and they looked the exact same. They decided to take a DNA test, Uh see if they're related. And? They are not related at all. That's a glitch in the matrix. That's a fucking, that's like we're, we're saving space by creating two of the same guy. Well, hold on. They are related on some level because presumably we all descended from the same original human. They share 53% of the same Germanic uh, genes. That's more than half. Yeah, but their DNA showed no relation. Okay. Their DNA test. Interesting. Interesting. So. Well, you know, but to be fair, like literally every baseball player looks the same. Yeah. So. I mean, it doesn't help that they're both wearing the same fucking hats and glasses and glasses, but they look like twins. That's interesting. Anyway, so that's one glitch. Doppelgangers. Doppelgangers. We could do a whole episode on doppelgangers. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Like a lot of glitches in the Matrix. It was a lot about like doppelgangers, but I, I chose not to to choose only that one. Anyway, I got some good vids here. All right. So. You know, you don't believe in simulation theory? Simulation theory. Me personally, no. Well, explain this. What is that? As a bird. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. That's a fucking bird frozen in time. I know what that is. That is a bird riding a, a wind. Motherfucker's frozen. That bird is <laughs> riding on a wind. Like a in the same streak. spot? Yeah. It's okay. like, um, you ever go hang gliding? No. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But check this out. I almost said yes. I was like, Here, no. <laughs> you ever seen a hang glider? Uh, in like movies, yeah. Okay. So you're hang gliding and you're on the top of a hill and you jump off the hill and you kind of just glide down yeah. towards the bottom. All right. But imagine a big gust of wind pushes back up towards you and it just catches you there and you're trying to ride down, but the wind is pushing you up and you're just momentarily suspended until the gust ends. And then you keep going. I've seen birds hang in the air and do that. Not for that long. That was actually amazing. Yeah. But, uh, I've seen birds do that. Okay. So strike, strike one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Can I pause though? I don't have the video because it, it was copywritten, but you might be able to Google this out there and find it on your own. But earlier this week, I found a video of a phenomenon from Italy called Phantom Rain. Oh, shit. And it is. Oh, wait, I, I did see that video where it's just this one spot. Yeah, the rain just almost falls that, in yeah. like one spot. Yeah. Could be a hose broken on top of a uh, nearby building, but simulation. Dude. it could be a glitch in the matrix. Uh, I'm going to have to redo the whole uh, first half because I'm, I'm saying simulation right now. So uh, if you just if you have another 30 minutes, uh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Bird wind. Explain this. Boy, what the fuck going on in Miami, bro? No, shit, this shit just disappeared. Come on. Come on. (laughs) 
Um, so (laughs) the camera, uh, had a time skip. What's going on in Miami, bro? That's, Let's watch it again. That's security camera footage what that has a time skip. What's going on in Miami, bro? We're watching a... F- we are watching footage of footage of footage. <laughs> yeah, it's, dude. We're watching a video of somebody filming a phone yeah. playing a video <laughs> that was filmed <laughs> off of a security camera. Yeah, dude, what's going so on? So somewhere dude? along the way, there was a time skip. But I have seen other videos where, oh like, people on the red carpet in Hollywood will suddenly disappear yeah. behind another person. I don't, think, I don't know if you have a video like that. No, but I have seen those videos. Uh, okay. So you just proved that one too. Um, <laughs> what's do dis- you have? Do you have another one? Dis- oh, I have so many. Disprove this. Okay. <laughs> oh, VLC broke on me. Explain this. Explain this. In Quebec, the land breathes. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's scary. You're right. That's I would be fucking terrified if I just saw this. Yeah, it kind of just loops here. Woo! Okay, I will explain that. Yeah. That is um uh, roots, uh, the tree's root system is not very deep. Okay. And so when the wind blows the trees, they, um, they kind of bow and the roots, you know, cause the roots of a tree spread out way, way further. So it's like the roots are grabbing onto the earth, but it's like pulling back a little bit and then coming back in. And so dude, you're too smart. Like big e- root system. Elon Musk over here, chief and big doinks and on Joe Rogan's podcast and you're fucking level-headed and yeah, can dude. disprove all this shit. When you're uh, clear-eyed and <laughs> stone-cold sober with your Nutter's coffee. Yeah. It just looks like regular reality. Okay, but also explain this. Uh, okay, okay, first off. Hold Ka- on. Kyle Rittenhouse I, I noticed trial. the title is Rittenhouse Trial yeah. Glitch. If this gets political, Johnny, you it's are... Not, I'm, it's warn- not. I'm warning you, bro. Right. It's vaguely political. Okay. I'm going to say... Check this guy's legs over here. All right. (laughs) Dude, fucking glitched out. (laughs) Where'd his foot go? Derek, explain that. (laughs) I'm laughing at the editor. Like, punching in. Punching in closer. Punching in like he caught something. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh... This I have dude's fucking glitching out like a GTA mod. I have no explanation other than it might be a glitch in the camera software. Yeah, maybe <clears throat> that's weird. Yeah, right. That one, maybe that maybe the Rittenhouse trial was a fucking simulation, dude. Anyway. Wait, wait, wait. Does he what happens to his foot? Does he pull it out of the ground? Well, roop. the camera cuts roop. before roop. <laughs> this is how roop. I would edit it, too. That could be faked. Yeah, that right. That could be like the person who made this video yeah. could have done that. All right. That's one on the side of uh, life is a simulation. Exactly. And then the next one I have. So far, we're three to one. T- this might just be the proof of time traveler. Okay. Time travelers. So uh, Mike Tyson. Okay. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that's a fucking smartphone, bro. <laughs> Keep playing it. Yeah, but where's that footage? 
That's what I'm saying. They, they have it now. This footage is so fucking loud. I know. I'll lower it. What camera looked like that in the 90s? I'm afraid to ask. Are you are you googling shit? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out what that is. <laughs> it's a fucking smartphone, bro. You have little faith. Doesn't believe in the simulation. Um, could it be this thing? You see on the screen right there. A personal assistant device from 1995. Oh, I want to make sure there's no, uh, yeah, no information on my phone. <laughs> I got scared. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna show that to the camera. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a PDA. This guy's probably checking a message or something. Well, I don't know if he's he filming. I don't know if he's filming. You don't know that. Yeah, that's true. He anyway. could be. He, I don't. I don't think he has a text message on there. I would assume. Well, first of all. Cell phones were around in 1995, and they were big as hell. Yeah. But I think that that's a personal assistant, which were real popular back then when I was in 10th grade, uh, 10 years old in sixth grade. Everybody had one. All, uh -huh. my, all my parents' friends, which are like these big old clunky things that look like graphing calculators that you would like keep your appointments on. This grandpa's probably like, when, what am I, how much time do I have before <laughs> I have to leave here? Tyson's about to win. Tyson's about to bite a guy's ear off. Right. Okay. Time travel is real. Dude, time travel confirmed. It was the, um, that by the way, was probably the Compaq iPack pocket PC. Because, look at that. Thing. Oh, I'm not going to bring up uh, the part of uh, where I found the exact uh, make and model of the thing that he is using. No, wait, what is uh, it? What is it? <laughs> yeah, there. it's like, it is, it's just a little camera. It's a um, camera? Yeah, it, it just looks like a cell <laughs> Oh, I was wrong. It is a camera. Um. Okay. I got some images now. You're trying to trick me. Prove that. Johnny, well, you already know that the camera in the last video was not an iPhone, so you know that this is just a banana somebody cut and put on a step. I think it's glitching through. All right. <clears throat> was that? This, this, now that. <laughs> this picture hurts my brain. I just wanted to show it because it's making me mad. Like, I, I hate when I look at it too long and it makes me mad. I feel like Whoever designed these chairs, this was their ultimate goal. Like, I don't want to design a chair. Yeah. I want to design a cool pile of chairs. Yeah. Like, the left side of it is the wrong way. Like, the right side looks normal, but the left side, it's like... Yeah. I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, here. right? I have no explanation. You're starting to convince me. Right? Okay, cool. I'm glad. Grandma glitch. Well, this is just uh, Panera bread. Yeah. All right. Red, 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 green, 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 dude. I would not honestly they all have gray hair. Honestly, I would not be surprised if this was like an organized meeting of like <laughs> of the of the red oh, and yeah, greens. the red and the greens. Like the mint girls are gonna have a brunch with the, the <laughs> hearts brigade. Oh my god. Someone dressed up uh all their grandmas the same. Yeah. This one I think is awesome. Uh in, in Hawaii, uh when the there's this certain point of the year where the sun is overhead. Yeah. And it makes everything look like a fucking three D render. No shadow time. So that's Rugrats talked about no shadow time. Yeah. And then this is just a this is just a photo of a video game. I just wanted to show you that, uh, you know, how close simulations can get to real life. 
Yeah, okay. Isn't that a really good, like... <laughs> it's a good render. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a PS5, so... I'm fucking with you. That's real life. Okay. It looks like a PS5. <laughs> so it's, that, that's a, this is a real photo. <laughs> nice. Oh, you're not impressed. Well, sorry. <laughs> Computer graphics look real. That, this is real. <laughs> that's real life, dude. Low poly real life. Anyway, real life. Low. Well, I'm done. it is low poly, but it also looks like it's a fucking screen cap from a Twitch stream. Yeah, <laughs> but not is real life, dude. It's not because it's a photograph on a video on a podcast. Like I'm not there. I'm sure it looked more real if I was standing there. This uh, is like a third reproduction of this image. I, third generation this reproduction. Is as, as real as that <laughs> as that card disappearing in Miami, bro. I, yeah, what's going on I, in Miami, bro? What's going on in Miami? That's all I have. Well, I think that's great. I think that was an awesome episode. Thank you for sharing that with us. Hey, what do you think out there? What's really going on? Simulation. Let us know in the comments. And that about brings us to the end of our show. Follow us on Instagram, Mega Strange Podcast. You can follow me individually at Derek Acosta only. You can follow me, Catboy underscore Slim, on Instagram. And I want to say it one more time. If you like strange and creepy things, you're going to like to check out Cryptid Crate. And when you do, use the discount code Mega Strange. We're going to be back every Saturday and Tuesday with a brand new episode. And this Tuesday, we're going to have a hot, hotline mailbag episode. Be sure to call in. Tell us your stories and then tune in and watch what we share. Until next time, everybody, stay strange out there. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You angry? You, you angry, bro?